Religion has set our minds up to receive fantasy and to believe fantasy and therefore we live in a fantasy world. We are busy. No, no, no. I want you to listen. Night and day fantasizing. But when we wake up, we wake up to the harsh reality of the black man and woman's condition and we are weak and powerless to change the reality. Therefore, we retreat more and more to fantasy. When we go to church, we go to be entertained. We're not being taught. We're not being instructed. We're not being made wise by the word of God that will enable us to overcome a world that is adverse to God, adverse to Jesus, adverse to Muhammad, adverse to the prophets. We are victimized because of our religious teaching that keeps us in mental and spiritual chains that will not allow us to deal effectively with the world. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. This is your brother VJ. Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum podcast. We're hoping everybody is doing well, exercising, eating good, drinking good, studying good. Listening good. How about that? (laughs) You know, beloved, that's what many of us say. That's what heaven is. Heaven is the best of. The best of relationships. The best of clothing, housing. Transportation. It's the best of, right? How about that, beloved? Today, you know, we want to have a conversation about history. And when we're talking about history, we're going to talk about religion. And when we talk about religion, we're going to do it in the form of leadership, right? We're going to talk about, well, let me say it this way. Not only leadership, because we're going to do it in a way we talk about black religious leaders in business, right? Whether that be black Christians, black Muslims, or black Hebrew Israelite brothers. And then we're going to talk a little bit about history. And then ultimately, we're going to talk about leadership. And we're going to talk about religion, And then we're going to discuss values because the most important thing to get is is values. That's nation building. When you start talking values and skill sets, that's nation building. When you start talking about religion, we're going to talk about how our people, it seems like they fall into the realm of fantasy. It seems like it, right? The sister on one of the comments that we had. On our last podcast, when we talked about Hebrew Israelite brothers, she had a question. And then there was a brother that also on that conversation, he put a post up and he had a question and a statement as well. What we're going to do, beloved, is we're going to have a conversation again about history. And we're going to just talk about religion in the black man. We're going to talk about history in the black man. And we're just going to have a conversation right now. You know, sometimes, beloved, I feel like that putting religion in the hand of a black American man is dangerous. Putting a certain level of history in the hands and mind of a black American man is dangerous. I I can't figure it out right now. Not right now. But eventually I will. It's something about religion and history that put black males underneath a spell of fantasy, I feel as though. Of like it's like fantasyism. Um I, I'm not sure if it's an excuse to put to keep you or I don't know. It's like maybe it's like a I don't know. It's something like if you're not doing it yourself, if you can attach yourself to somebody in history that did it that's like the fulfillment 
right? Um, if you're not a master builder yourself, if you can attach yourself to a Kushite kingdom in history, or a Mali kingdom, or a Egyptian kingdom, or a Kemetic kingdom, that would bring you the fulfillment of you not being a master builder yourself. If you don't have a family, a tight family structure and a family culture, what you may do is attach yourself to one out of a religious text to make a connection, to make the fulfillment in it. And then sometimes if somebody come back behind and they say, well, let's talk about the numbers in it, because sometimes the numbers bring everybody to reality. So we say here on Real Black Content is One Podcast, beloved, if somebody is going to talk business and they don't never talk numbers, typically that person is like hustling you because when they start putting the numbers on the table, the numbers always show what is actually what. And in religion, beloved, some things is symbolism. And it, it's okay to say, I don't understand the meaning behind the symbolism, right? It could be mythology, it's okay to say, I don't really understand the message behind the mythology. But when you start to take symbolism and mythology and try to make it fact, when we put the numbers out, it's not going to seem like a fact anymore because the numbers pull you out of the fantasy. Last week, beloved, we had a conversation and we talked about how a Hebrew Israelite camp was created in East Africa, a place that we call Ethiopia or Abyssinia, and it they didn't exist before then. A rich small hat, a Rothschild, he created a community there, and it was a strategy. We see later through looking back at history that it was softening up the people of the land to one day create a Jewish state in Ethiopia. That was the plan. So you put some people on the ground, you start converting some folks, and then you can move in the small hats from Europe there because they can all play the same family game. And then when they have this biblical tradition, the small hats, the European Jews put themselves over the black or African Jews. Right? It's a, it's a system of how they got it. Now, ultimately, it's all about the protection of the Jewish state or Israel. Because, you know, the way I see it, beloved, it doesn't really matter what denomination that you have in the Christian world or the, the Jewish world. It doesn't matter because ultimately all you guys is going to stand up for the protection of the land of Israel. Boom. That's the aim. That's the game. I don't really care what kind of Muslim that you are, what brand of Islam that you subscribe to. You're East Indian Muslim. You're an African Muslim. You're a South American Muslim. I don't really, you know, because ultimately it all is going to come down to the protection of Medina and Mecca. Boom. That's the aim. That's the game. No matter how you see it, you, this guy prayed five times a day. This blah, blah, blah. No, it don't really matter. It's all about the land that these faiths come out of. It's about the protection of the land. So if you follow a religion from Mexico, I can guarantee you it's about Mexico being protected. I don't matter how many denominations you get, they all gonna come into agreements on that. That's how I see it. Now, some people take this religious books and texts and they know how to build a nation with it. And then some people don't. The program that I feel as though that we subscribe to in the wilderness of North America, we see the numbers in people that believe. We've been living in these cities and we can see the amount of people that the Christian world can amass. The followers now. We can see the amount of world that the Orthodox Muslim world can amass. We can see the amount of people that black Hebrew Israelite camps can amass. But you never see the nation building part because our people get so deep into the fantasy of religion. While the European can take the same book that you got and go build a nation. The small hat can take the same book and go build a nation. 
the Arab can take the same book and go build a nation. They don't get into the fantasy world part, but you do. So, beloved, you know, to come on Real Black Content is for a podcast. And to say, brother VJ, you don't really understand this and that because I got some comments saying that no um, Sham is really the father of A, B, and C. And Ham is really the father of A, B, and C. And this is the color shade of him. And to do all that, and I come back and I say, beloved, the foundation of this conversation is that Noah lived to be 950 years old. Let's start there. Let's just let's start there. Because when we talk about this Ham, Sham, and Japheth story, none of the Hebrew Israelite camps say this. They don't have, they got signs out in front of every inner city, and they don't ever say, listen, Noah was 950 years old. <laughs> they don't say that part. They don't say, yo, he built the ark at 500 years old. He got into the ark at 600 years old. He spent maybe like a year in the ark. They had to be hundreds of thousands of animals on that ark, right? And then the ark docked in Turkey. And when he was on that ark, it was just him and his three sons and his son's wives. So all the animals that lived on the top side of God Green Earth, they was on the ark that came out of the ark with them. Nobody explains, well, how did the buffalo and the wolverine and the rabbit and all these animals get to the wilderness of North America? Because the ark docked in Turkey. How did they get over to America? How did these animals get back over here? Did they have their own migration? And they, how did they get over here? Maybe that's a different story for a different day. When these three sons got off the ark, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, the way that it's constructed is that these three populated the entire planet. I mean, all human life, all of us came from at least one of them. This is the, you know, we're one of their seed line. This is what we're being taught. Now, the interesting thing about that is this. I can remember when the religious world saw everybody that Ham was the cursed son. And this is who black folks come from. And Ham is the father of Africa. Right? I can vividly remember that. That's not hard to do. It's all in the atonement. The curse of Ham is an absolutely wild story that's been used to justify racism throughout history. According to the Bible, Noah had three sons, Japheth, Shem, and Ham. It's from those three men that all of humanity is descended. Europeans from Japheth, Semitic peoples from Shem, and Africans from Ham. The curse of Ham can be found in the book of Genesis, where Ham apparently sees his father's nakedness. Whether this means he literally saw his father's bare ass, or whether it's some kind of metaphor is open to interpretation and debate. It also bears mentioning that it wasn't technically Ham himself who was cursed. The curse affects his descendants, starting with his son Canaan. And the curse of Ham has been used as justification for enslaving Africans throughout European and American history. This became black because of Ham disobedience. Okay, that's the story. All right, it's the story. It's interesting, though, that now we see black folks are jumping from Ham to the Sham character. All right, he's you know, our folks is the descendants of him, and then it's it's interesting because the curse story it jumps over when they connect themselves with Sham too. I'm like, wow, this is pretty interesting. See, there was I don't remember ever coming up here nothing about none of Sham children ever being cursed, ever being anything. This is who that. He fathered the Middle East. We're talking about Sham. He's over the Hebrews, the Arabs, the Palestinians, the Middle Eastern world, the Muslim world. He lived to be 600 years old, right? I never heard nothing about nobody in his line being cursed. And all of a sudden, when black folks say that they are Hebrews and they come from Sham, they connect you to a new curse now. So it's like, bro, wherever you go, sis, bro, they always make sure they put a curse on you as a reason for you not having nothing at the bottom. Maybe I see it that way. Maybe I, I don't know. I just, I, I just, this is what it is. They give you a whole line of curses. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. Noah had three sons after being 500 years old. Nobody got that on their chart. None of these camps. He's around 600 years old when the flood came. That's not on the chart. He lived to be 350 years, oh, I should say 350 years more after he got off the ark. 
So the flood lasted about a year. That means all of his children began to have children by their wives when they were in their hundreds. That's not on the chart. Shem lived to be 600 years old. Beloved, that's not on their chart. This is who black folks and black Americans is running around saying they are the children of. I'm not sure anything about that information that's going to help you build a nation. I sincerely doubt it. I don't see it. It's not in the program. It's more fantasy. It's more. I don't see nothing but more fantasy. They're going to run around and debate whose Esau children is, who is, it's so many debates, you know, it's, um, it's religious intellectual masturbation because all you see is how the GOCC crushed this person in a debate and the debate is really about nothing. How the ISUPK crushed this other person in debate. They crushed this Christian minister. They crushed this small hat uh, rabbi lamb shop and they just they're crushing crushing. They went in all these debates. Okay, you want a debate now what? Nothing. Let's study Let's get more fantasy and come out and make a debate. Debate, debate, debate. We've seen a black man lead a thousand black males to the Barclays Center to stand up for their brother Kyrie Irving, right? All right. We've seen it. Now what? The manpower What's the plan now What our people Probably There's no plan Are these Is this new program Is this new revelation Is it going to get Our people to buy anything Or become uh, Stronger stakeholders In this country In the business world Or what are, like, what are we It's probably going to be It's fantasy Because the foundation Of the whole thing Is about being a descendant of a man that lived to be 600 years old, his name was Shem. That's what the whole joint is about. Let's have a conversation about religion. Right? Let's have a conversation about religion and I want to talk about three of the key players. Because three of the key players is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we're just going to talk about symbolism and we're going to talk about a bit of the story, right? The story that's connected to them. And then I just want black folks to think about themselves. I want you to think about mom and them in the deep south. And I want you to think, is this sounds like the nature of your people? It, how does your people, let me just, before we even talk about the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob story. Black folks, I want you to think about your own people. How do they progress? How do they succeed? Do you come from a hardworking people that's primarily honest or you come from a scheming kind of trickery kind of like people what kind of people do you come from do you come from a warring people i ain't talking about petty differences i'm talking about a warring people people that that doesn't mind just killing for land so the sheep can live on or just killing like as a group just killing other groups do you see yourself as that kind of people religiously led killings do 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 you have your creator or do your designer call upon you as a group to go kill other folks? When was the last time you seen your folks in the wilderness of North America just in the large numbers is led to just go do a bunch of killing with other people from a different ethnicity? Just let me know. Because you're connecting yourself to a people and I'm not saying nothing. I'm just asking a question. Is this in you? Was this in mom and them? Did daddy and them have this kind of like trickery thing to get rich and they succeeded through some backdoor deal or was it hard work? Hard work, hard work, saving money, working sun up to sundown. Putting their money together, living together, family. What, like how did they come up? How did our people come up? Let's talk about Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, right? 
And before we get into the stories, let's talk about the meaning of their name. What does Abraham mean? The name of his name. What does it mean? The Hebrew meaning. What does Isaac mean? What does Jacob mean? Abraham means the exalted father. That's the meaning of his name. Right. Isaac means one who laughs or one who rejoices. That's the meaning of his name. Jacob means someone or something taking place of another as through force, scheming, or strategy. Trickster is what it is. Supplanter is what it is. The children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If you just put the meaning of those names together, that would mean the exalted father, one who laughs or one who rejoices, someone or something taking the place of another as through force, scheming, or strategy, if you put all of them together. I think that's interesting. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. So let's just talk about the story about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because Abraham, if you read the story, he was a wealthy man. He was a rich man. How did he get rich? How did he get his wealth? What happened? Because the way the story begins, he leave his father's home, which is the home of Shemites. Because he's coming from Ur, right? This is uh, Mesopotamia. We call that Iraq today. So he's coming from Iraq and he's going into the darker world, the black world, the Hamite world, the Canaanite world. He going amongst black folks. So how did he get his wealth when he got amongst black folks? Because he left his house. He left the house of Semites. The land of Semites, the land of Shem. Because Shem was still living when Abraham was living. You do know that, right? They, they lived at the same time. It wasn't like they're strangers. Shem, the guy that got off the boat at 100 years old and started to produce children. He lived to be 600 years old. So that means Abraham lived to be 175 years old. So that time elapsed. There was some time that they spent together. But Abraham was told to leave from his father's house. To go around the black folks or go around the Hamites, and he gonna be he gonna become a a mighty nation, powerful man, father of many nations. So how did he get his wealth? How did he get rich? I would never be as derogatory to say Abraham was a pimp. That's not fair to the Christian world. That's not fair to the Islamic world. This is a prophet. He's revered. I will say that some of the actions that Abraham did was a little pimpish. It was a little pimpish now. Because as he moving around the darker world with the black folks, he had a beautiful wife. And they kind of came up with a scheme. He was like, Lo, these black folks, these black men, they're gonna try to, they're gonna hit at you and they're gonna try to they're gonna try to get what you so don't tell them that you my wife. I want you to tell them that you my sister. And then they come into the darker tribes of the earth. And then she somehow she's in front of powerful men, powerful black men, kings and pharaohs and men of prestige. And somehow she gets next to them. You know what I'm saying? She goes in the house with these guys and then their God, Hashem, he intervenes and then she comes back out of the house. And then the guy was offended. Hey, man, you should have told me. I didn't know that was your, your wife. I didn't know you didn't tell me. You told me that was your sister. And then somehow they bestow upon Abraham sheep and oxen and male servants and then female servants. And then boom, Abraham gets his wealth that way. They leave from their home. They came around you and got rich. That sounds interesting. That sounds like something I heard before. Would you see a woman leave, go in somewhere with a man, come back out and the money and wealth and everything come with it. We call that something different in the West side of Detroit. But out of respect for biblical times, we're going to say it sounds a little pimpish, but that's not. But it sounds interesting. It sounds familiar. But this is how he got his what? It's kind of like trickster, kind of like it's trickster. Uh, it sounds like your folks. I don't I don't. I don't Mama and them, I, I don't, they wasn't tricksters. How did Isaac get his wealth? 
it's interesting because the story is kind of it's kind of similar to because he had to do the same thing with his wife because he's around black folks he's around the darker people of the planet around the Hamites the children of Ham which is black folks and he's around the Philistines and he's telling his wife hey you better tell them that you my sister don't tell them that you my uh you my wife because they might get rid of me to get you it's something about these Semitic women all these black men just gotta have them sound like the NBA but they just gotta have these non-black wives they gotta have them if they got to get rid of the man so it's a very similar story to that but the twist is Isaac went on black folks land and planted this is what he put his seeds in the ground and his seeds grew a hundredfold and this is how he became rich and wealthy around your people not his people he was around your folks when he got rich and wealthy then last but not least you got the trilogy you got Jacob which means trickster his name means trickster supplanter how did he get rich and wealthy he ran around his folks <laughs> oh he got around your folks and got some money they always show you the uh, the combative nature between Jacob and his brother Esau right so Jacob got the birthright like twice his brother was hungry out in the field and he sold his birthright to Jacob for food his own brother it was like a trick to get the birthright from him because he's the father's favorite but Jacob is the mother's favorite right so that shows you the power of that family dynamic because they you know they kick a story about about the union between a husband and a wife but they it was some favorites there so you see Jacob get the birthright the first time and then through trichnology you see him and his mother seal the deal by trichnology dressing up as he was the other brother and getting it again the second time which is actually here's the first time because Esau could have said well look I I sold my birthright for a piece of bread but it's all trickster it's all trickster talk it's all trichnology does that sound like black folks that sound like your mom and them these are folks y'all connecting yourself with if you don't understand it can be symbolic I get it if you don't understand the mythology in it I get it we don't have to because we're not here. We ain't going to understand everything and overstand everything. But it's interesting how you read the story and how who black folks connect themselves with. I don't I don't see black folks tricksters like that. You think that's the end of the story? No, that's more because the trickster nature, it runs in their family. So Jacob, he tricks and get the birthright. Then he leaves on. Then he he has an uncle. He's going to go do some work. But he sees his cousin, his uncle's daughter and he's like yo I won't hurt a wife and then he's like well yeah you can get it you gotta work for seven years and then it's some switcheroo stuff and he gets the wrong sister but then he gotta work another seven years in technology so what I tell our people is this here on Real Black Content is Forum Podcast beloved our religion is marriage that's the religion that we believe in. That's the only thing that's going to free our people from the situation that we're in. We didn't try everything else. Look, even if I keep it on the religious undertone and we just having a conversation, we can we can make an argument that the first man that they say in the Jewish biblical text in Genesis, the first man on the planet was a man named Adam. Right, it's a man named Adam, and um, Adam had the whole planet. He had dominion. He had power. That means he was rich and wealthy. That means anything that was on this earth was his. His designer made it that way. Access to all the fruit, all the vegetables, all the rubies, all the gold, all the silver, all the fresh and pure water. The whole land was his. Dominion over all the animals in the sea. 
that walked on the ground and in the sky. Even a man with all that power, with all that power and a great relationship with his designer. His designer still felt as though he was alone. Beloved, you got to let that part marinate. The man had everything. And the man that made him his designer said, no, this guy's alone. And what did he give him to get him out of his loneliness? What did he give him to make Adam more fulfilled as a person? Did he give him three or four partners to hang out with? He gave some homeboys. Did he give him a new ministry? Oh, I know. He gave Adam another part of his spirit so he can be more fulfilled. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> did Adam need, because Adam, did he need a tighter relationship with his designer? No, he seen his designer in the cool of the day. You know what Adam didn't have? He didn't have a wife. And his designer to make him whole gave him another part of himself, which is a wife. Now you're not alone. Now you are not alone. When you had the whole world, when you had a great relationship with me as your designer, when you had all the dominion over all the fish of the sea, the animals of the land, the fowl in the sky, you still was alone. To take that loneliness from you, I had to give you a wife. Boom. That's your religion, black man. V, you finna come on down to such and such this Sunday? V, you gonna come on down to such and such this Saturday? No, man, me and my wife hanging out. Go get you some religion. I got mine. <laughs> Go get you some religion because I got mine already. I got it how the designer wanted it to be. They got this conference coming up. That conference, I'm, I'm all right. The only thing that we need to hear is something that's going to keep this union together to make this union stronger. Anything else, I'm all out of fantasy talk. I heard fantasy talk all my life. <laughs> You go get you some fantasy talk. Listen, to see a thousand men go down to the Barclays, man, that don't impress me. Where your wife at? Because you get to see what kind of man you're dealing with when you see his wife. That's when you get to see a man. You want to see a humble man, a man with patience. He got to learn how to balance his finances. You just give him a wife. That'll fix him. Because all the guys that get in trouble doing stupid stuff, they just, man, they single black man. That's that's why you get these Ricos all over the place. Every hip-hop label is being Ricoed here and Rico there, but they all single. The married rappers, they ain't going to jail. Don't look for Snoop to go no jail. He ain't going. Don't look for Jay-Z to go no jail. He ain't going. <laughs> Them dudes got wild. They ain't. Nah. Don't look for them. The Mary Hip Hop class, LL Cool J now, they ain't going. Ja Rule, he ain't going. 50 Cent, man, stay in something. Beef, arguments all the time. He ain't got no wife. Yeah, I'd be angry too. If I'd be almost, you know, 50 years old, I ain't got no wife. I'd be angry too and running around and, yeah, I, me and my son can't get together and all that. Yeah, I'd be angry too. Master P, we always looked up to him. Bright brother, businessman. He didn't keep his marriage together. Then your old son, he'll wake up, he'll be privileged, he'll turn against you. Got to keep that family together. You think Romeo going to turn against you and you and your mom live in the same house? It'll never happen. That's your religion. Go get you a wife. You going out to get more fantasy. I don't want to hear nothing about no Kimmit. Kimmit this, Kimmit that. And, you know, because, you know, these are master builders and history is cool. After you got and you can tighten up your relationship, then history is cool. That's all I'm saying on this platform. Yeah, history is very dope. Yeah, it's dope after you got your household together. So when we talk about relationships, we know that there's three things that break up the black household. We know that it's finances, it's infidelity, and it's domestic violence. And I say, listen, beloved, if it's domestic, hey man, go ahead and separate. But if you got that husband and he he may do something that you that's not that's not proper, if you can get some counseling, do it, but keep that union together. Because that's how the designer made it. 
Keep your wife beloved. That's how the designer made it. Yeah, she did this and did that. Look at the culture that we live in. What do you ex- look at the culture? What do you expect sometimes? Look at the look at the culture. He's having a hard time finding a job, sis. You his help. Help him find a job he need. Encourage him the right way. Love on him some more. Love on that woman some more, sis. Love on that woman so she can go love her husband. You her home, girl. Hey, brother. Love on that brother some more. So he can be a better lover to his wife. Encourage him to be a better husband. We don't encourage each other to be better spouses. We just, but that's what we're here for. I don't have a brother, sister, a cousin, a partner on the planet can tell me nothing about their wife. Because they they won to me. A div- black divorce? I look at a black divorce like, man, that's like a funeral, man. You lost yourself, bro. You couldn't maintain a relationship, man. I'd be saddened about that. I feel a way about that. Especially if it's infidelity. I'd be like, damn, yo. Black man, we got to take more control, man, of our male principle. I don't care if she's throwing it at you, beloved. If she's married, pass on it. My claim to fame, beloved, is that I said no more than I said yeah. I said, nah, I'm cool. From my single life all the way up until you get, I'm cool. I can't do it, baby girl. Can't do it. You got an old man. I got somebody. I ain't getting into that. The black family is too important. I can't get into that. That's just on man time. Turn that man away, sis. I don't care what kind of attraction you got. He got a wife. I would love to put this thing on you, bro. But I can't. You got a wife. I can't mess y'all thing up. The black family is too important to us. But when you do not have your family intact, you know what you do? You read books and you chase a fantasy family now. Oh, we're the children of this, this, that. Man, you don't even talk to your own son. You ain't got a great relationship with your own parents. But you're going to claim folks in a book you ain't never seen before with no grave sites nowhere. This is the mind of our people now. Man, that don't impress me. It be more religious niggas behind on child support than anything. That don't impress me. Where the values at? One thing I will agree. I do agree to my brother Khalil Shabazz. Brother, I agree with you on this. You know what I'm saying? I think it's okay to compare religious leaders. I do. I do. I don't. I think it's okay to do that. Um, if somebody is rising up in our village with a new revelation, where is this new revelation going to take us value wise? Is it going to take us to more nation building? Or is it going to introduce us to nation building at a different level? Or is it going to give us more fantasy? Because one thing that we learn from the black Christian church that the mega pastor, the mega Muslim leader, and the now the mega Hebrew Israelite leader, black folks is listen to you. When you can get two to three hundred people underneath a building, you're harnessing a lot of energy. You're harnessing a lot of energy. What are you doing with the energy? So here on Real Black Continents Forum podcast, beloved, we talk about a man named Mr. Muhammad. We talk about Elijah because he was the only man that we seen that came with a program that he harnessed the energy of black folks and he made our people productive. And he, it was a harder way for him to do it because he had a religion nobody even heard about. Nobody knew about the brand of Islam that Mr. Muhammad came with. They didn't teach that in the East. They didn't teach that who is the original man. The original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, God of the universe. Boom. They didn't teach that. They didn't teach that. You God. When Elijah said Allah, check this out. When the Arab said Allah, and when Elijah said Allah, they wasn't saying the same thing. Elijah said, when you look at the face of a black man, you're looking at Allah. 
You don't we don't need no pictures of Michelangelo drawing with the stringy head, drawing some hippie and saying he's from the east. We don't need that. When you look at the face of a black man, you're looking at the face of a lot. You know, and as I'm reading, I really think that shit. So I'm like, you know what? Let me read something that count. And that's when I read Malcolm X book. Then I read uh, uh, Message to the Black Man by uh, Elijah Muhammad. That's the first two books my daddy ever gave me. I read that book three times. I read that book three times. And that shit, both of those books show you how growth is possible. Like Literally. life is about evolution. That's it. Exactly. And it show you how to be. Elijah converted people to a program they never heard before. Right? In 1956, an article was produced by the Pittsburgh Courier, right? Mr. Muhammad didn't get on TV until like 1959. I'm talking about on a big major scale. Shout out to my brother Shabazz. He didn't get out to the television until, I want to say, 1959. That means he have accepted a program and he's 28 years deep in a program. The program I'm talking about is the Nation of Islam, the teachers of W.D. Far Muhammad. All right. By 1956, when he first was interviewed by the Pittsburgh Courier, until he made his transition in 1975, when he would do interviews, if they did not believe in his religious, because they said it was hate, if they did not believe in his religious doctrine, they had to at least point out his accomplishments as a religious black leader. The farm he had in Michigan, the farm he had in Georgia, the restaurants, the grocery stores, the bakeries, the barbershops, the clothing factories. In the city of Chicago, where the home base was at, which he called Medina. Detroit is called Mecca. Where he lived at in Medina, Chicago, there was 15 businesses alone where he rested his head at. Nation of Islam businesses. By 1975, the Nation of Islam was worth $75 million and had 11,000 employees. This man is the standard. All right. I'm not saying nothing about our black Hebrew Israelite brothers. But what I am saying is I don't feel like it's wrong to compare to Kareem to Jordan or Kobe to Jordan or Jordan to Harold Miner. Because we living in a day of time that we don't have to act like we see what we don't see. We see what we see and we don't see what we don't see. Beloved, when I look at Bishop Nathaniel leadership, it's on trial because you you're out in the major media outlets now. They're covering you. They're bringing you on. They let you speak. You're talking. And the unfortunate thing I do not hear is the businesses that they're owning. Because if you let Bishop Nathaniel talk and he tell it. He said he got this knowledge, this program, the Hebrew Israelite teaching in 1990. So if I, if I math is right, we talking about 32 years in this game. All right. What did 32 years produce for this new revelation of thought that many of us don't have, which is easier in my estimate to sell to the people because black folks are already Bible believers. All you're doing is tweaking it and saying, Instead of you coming from Ham, y'all now come from Sham, and now we're the real people of God, we're the real Hebrews. This thing should take off like a rocket. Hebrews should be owning almost everything now, but they don't. What is up with the program that is not doing that? We watched the guy, Mr. Muhammad, did it at a harder rate, and he had to build the nation up with a lot of men from jail. He took the outcasts and built the nation. Because the civilized folks, the teachers and the the NAACP, the core people, the Urban League, they didn't want to listen to that. They, they was good Christian folk. So Elijah went and built a nation from the most down. He had to go to the corners and get the, the, get the junkies and clean them up. He had to go to the jails and clean them up. Like as he would say, he made a joke in Newark. Mr. Muhammad said, he said, maybe Muhammad need to go to jail and get some more of these good ministers. Because he felt like he built his best ministers from jail. There was a time that... Uh, the Christian world would joke on him. Oh man, look, he, they, they ain't nothing but a jailhouse religion. Yeah, it's a jailhouse religion until what? He came out and he it turned into seventy five million dollars. Oh, maybe he didn't know what he's talking about. We thought he didn't know. Maybe he did know because <laughs> they own temples everywhere. They own businesses everywhere. Maybe he knew what he was talking about. 
that program was different. It was harder to sell. He sold it. No internet. No Facebook. No Instagram. No Twitter. They had to put their feet to the ground and make it happen. The brothers come out of jail. The nation used to buy their unity houses. Those old HUD houses. Those foreclosed homes. You come into the neighborhood. They buy them. Clean them out. Put small furniture in there. And every time a brother got out of jail, he went right to the unity house. And before he can get a good skill set until he learned a good skill set, how to be a carpenter, plumber, electrician or whatever. He can sell papers and make money and be productive. And he had somewhere to lay his head. He did not have to be a burden on his family when he got out of prison. So I, I tell a lot of people study the nation of the nation of Islam history is black history. Study your people, study your black religious leaders. Because, beloved, we're looking at you. We're looking at the Hebrew Israelite camps. When you tell me, beloved, because I'm a man with knowledge yourself. So when you tell me, I say, man, how long you been in that truth? I ain't going to debate with nothing. I'm saying, man, how long you you been in that truth? When it started getting to 20, 30 years, boom, I'm going to put you right on the level with Elijah with that. Well, shit, Elijah was in the game 28 years and he had everything. What's taking y'all so long? Is that not fair for me to do? That's not fair for me to do. And y'all got more, more access to more. What's the plan? What's the value system? More fantasy? Unfortunately, you know, a lot of our people from the black church, their only goal was to buy and build another church. Keeping them small has rich because small hats on the banks. So they'll give you that $500,000 loan to build New Bethlehem Baptist Church. They'll give you a million dollars to build New Nazareth Baptist Church. They keep giving you money and money because you're just building more buildings. You don't have any black contractors. Who's going to build the building? You got the building fund, black creature. Who's going to build the building? Who's the contractors? Your people going to build it? Who's going to make the pews? What contract you gonna go with to get the pews and the carpet and put the ceiling fans up in the air condition? You making them folks rich, 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 rich by your religion about fantasy. Beloved, we gotta come out of the fantasy. Some of y'all should be fantasied out. And I like ISUPK. I like that purple. I like Bishop Nathaniel. I don't listen to none of the lectures because I ain't. Come on, man. Anybody finna give me no breakdown on when these these folks live 350 years and 600 and 800 years. Don't give me no breakdown on nothing like, no. <laughs> no, you keep that breakdown. I'm cool. <laughs> Let's start talking about relationships or so. You build a better home, you're going to build a better nation. Mr. Muhammad said, listen, he said, 70% of his work is with the black woman. If I can get the woman on a certain level and I can clean up the man, I can put them together. The nation would be on autopilot. It'll build itself. All I got to do is put the man and the woman together. Unity is more powerful than atomic bomb. This is Mr. Muhammad's words now. Unity. What kind of unity do you think he's talking about? Black folks just hanging out with Africans, getting some unity. Black folks hanging in South America to get them some unity. Central America to the islands to get them some unity. No, go get with your old lady and make it work. Get with your old lady and make it work. That's the unity. That's black unity. That's power to the people. When your children can wake up and their mom and dad is in the same home. Don't you know black kids woke up and never had that reality? Don't you know black children? This is so sad. Black children got a better chance of waking up, getting a PlayStation and some new Jordans before they can wake up and see their mom and daddy sitting at the table eating breakfast. What do you think? What's, what do you think is more important? What do you think is more important? Your children waking up to see you and their mother. They together. Y'all together in covenant and y'all working it out and they can see y'all together. Or getting some new Jordans. New game. New PlayStation. New bike. New. Come on, man. These kids rather see their family together. It always be the children. Or single parents. They want more. They got the longest Christmas list. 
Do you know how many children, when you come into the suburbs and you start asking your children, friend, hey, man, what y'all want for Christmas? They be like, man, I don't want nothing. I already got it. What y'all want? What y'all want? Y'all want something? Nah, I don't want nothing. I'm cool. They got, they got a family. Hey, nah, I'm cool. We cool, Mr. VJ. We don't want nothing. Y'all don't want nothing either? What about you? I don't want nothing. Going out to the hood. Where the single parents at? Shh. Man, the children want everything. They can't stop naming enough. They want to see that fulfillment. And the designers say that fulfillment comes when that man get a wife. But hey, we're just having a conversation. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Beloved, this is your brother VJ. Real Black Content is Form Podcast. Beloved, I get it with you guys later. Peace. Religion has set our minds up to receive fantasy and to believe fantasy. And therefore, we live in a fantasy world. Yeah. We are busy. No, no, no. I want you to listen. Night and day, fantasizing. Yeah. But when we wake up, we wake up to the harsh reality of the black man and woman's condition. And we are weak and powerless to change the reality. Therefore, we retreat more and more to fantasy. When we go to church, we go to be entertained. We're not being taught. We're not being instructed. We're not being made wise by the word of God that will enable us to overcome a world that is adverse to God, adverse to Jesus, adverse to Muhammad, adverse to the prophets. We are victimized because of our religious teaching that keeps us in mental and spiritual chains that will not allow us to deal effectively with the world. In the name of Jesus, we're victims. We need to be free. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. Thanks for viewing the podcast. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.